Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Every July 4th, our country celebrates our independence. We celebrate the freedoms we have as a nation and reflect on the immense sacrifices that took to get there. When our founding fathers were writing the Declaration of Independence, they were trying to lay the groundwork for another nation. What if this Independence Day you wrote your Declaration of Independence? Or rather, your Declaration of Financial Independence? What would you do to lay the groundwork for financial independence? How would you define it? That's our topic today. So grab your sparklers and get ready. But don't light them yet, right? Don't light them yet, no. Uh, Especially if you're inside. (laughs) But before we even get into this topic any further, though, I always, I love the 4th of July. It's a big family thing for my crew. Um, So I was curious, you know, if you could share what you love about the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's family time and and getting to watch the wonder in my children's eyes as they look at the fireworks as they're going off. To be clear, I am not the kind of person who spends a lot of money. I don't judge you if you do. I like to go to my city's display because I'm far, far off from them mm-hmm. and I'm not spending my own money. But, right. you know, I do love watching them, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. Now, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's in the summertime, so it's hot. I like going to the lake and jumping mm-hmm. in, cooling off. And I love the cookouts. Mm-hmm. Right, Having uh, a good uh, burger, a good hot dog. All those things. Are That's just, the Southern in you. We always got to eat. If we're going to get people together, we got to eat. Yes, That's how we work here in the South. Be plenty of food. So as we mentioned before, we want to help you declare your financial independence. And we're going to discuss some ideas to help you write your personal declaration. So let's just get right into it. What's step one? First is deciding what you want. And, you know, with you, you mentioned the declaration of financial independence, right? So mm-hmm. I think about the actual declaration of independence and how that kind of came about, right? So the, the founding fathers wanting and seeking the proper uh, representation right mm-hmm. for the people and so to me that that is kind of the starting point right mm-hmm. so knowing what you want right so what's important to you is is it being debt free is it having a particular savings goal is it just being on track to retire right what does that yeah. look like for you cuz financial independence is not a universal term freedom right. is not a universal term everybody has their own interpretation of what that looks like mm-hmm. success to me may not be the same as success to you so you got to decide what landmarks you want to pursue first this is your priority list to help you stay on track and motivated for what's to come in the future. Yeah. So some other options that you might want to consider are having a fully funded emergency fund. Right. So we've talked about that being mm-hmm. at least two thousand dollars. Then also having a debt elimination plan. We often go to the debt snowball elimination mm-hmm. method. Right. Uh, that's pretty popular among the Dave Ramsey folks. And if that feels overwhelming, maybe you can just declare today that no more gets put on that card. And, and stick to that, just mm. making a decision. That alone will make a big impact. And then beginning con- uh, contributions right to your retirement plan or increasing that savings rate each year. And then lastly, which is in every show, mm-hmm. have a budget, use a budget. If you're not doing that, it's a great place to start. So the first thing you've got to do is decide what you want because you can't declare where you want to go if you don't know what that destination is. Mm-hmm. Second thing is determining what you need. If you know you want to get to a certain place, let's let's use a trip, for instance, if you're getting in your car and you know you want to go to Dallas, 
well, you're going to need gas. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a car to get into or a plane if that's the way you like to travel. (laughs) But what resources do you have when it comes to your financial goals? Do you have an employer plan? If you don't, maybe there's some ways you can create some savings for yourself. Do you have budgeting software? There are tons of different options out there. And automation is beautiful for savings goals. So do you have the ability to maybe direct deposit funds from your check into a savings account instead of having to filter it through your checking account where it might get poached by spending? Fancy. So you've got resources at your disposal. Take stock of those. Yeah. And also asking for help is mm-hmm. is huge right so you cannot be ashamed of it i mean we think about the the uh, independence right mm-hmm. so we had to have help from france otherwise might not even have had our independence yes so if our entire nation could ask for help don't feel shame for you asking for help if if my car breaks down i'm not going to feel bad calling a mechanic mm-hmm. we are not here to judge you a good financial advisor won't um, so if you need some help finding some focus and chasing those goals, then do it. It's worth it. The next is doing what needs to be done and just don't stop. Mm-hmm. So finding financial freedom will often require sacrifices. Freedom from anything really requires sacrifice. If you've got a, a fitness goal that you're trying to pursue, you're going to have to sacrifice some things, but it is always worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fun to skip out on a dessert when I'm tra- craving some, but it sure is fun to reach my fitness goals. Financial goals are much more impactful. Mm-hmm. So you may not go out to coffee with your friends that one time if you filled up your budget that, that week already. But in, in the next few months, when you get ahead and you start seeing progress, it will have been worth it. And if you are in a point right now where you know what action you need to take, then then take it, right? Have yes. that sense of urgency and let that be a driving motivator for you. Mm-hmm. So take the time when you think about it, like when you're sitting there at 10 o'clock at night and you go, man, I need to start those emergency savings. Do it then. Take steps then to set yourself up to win. Don't wait until the urgency of whatever comes up the next day distracts you. Um, If you've been thinking, man, I really need to start contributing to my employer plan, go to HR tomorrow or today if you can Mm -hmm. and get that started before you move on mentally to something else because there's a lot out there to distract you. Um, And the younger you are when you start this journey, obviously the greater impact it's going to be to make changes now. But understand that you're younger than you will be in six months. You're younger than you will be in a year. I can attest to this. A lot changes as you age. But if you start today, you're still going to be in better shape than if you wait till tomorrow. Absolutely. And knowing that setbacks happen is going to be something that's going to benefit you a lot as you progress in your journey. Just having that expectation that, hey, setbacks are going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I can bounce back from it. Yes. And learning being a lifetime learning is extremely critical. I have found, this is a story that I tell my kids all the time. What you focus on, you will find. If you walked out of your house today and you wanted to focus on the color red, you're going to see it everywhere because it's what you're looking for. If you go out into the neighborhood today and you're looking for people who are mean, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. Or you can go out into your life expecting success and focusing on your finances, your financial education, and you're going to achieve some success regardless. Yeah. It's, it's what you focus on that you create. Yeah. So if, if you want to be successfully um, educated with finances, you've got to surround yourself with opportunities to learn, mm-hmm. whether that's podcasts, reading, um, putting yourself around other people who are successful in what you want to achieve. Those are all ways to draw your focus in to what you're trying to accomplish that will ultimately help you reach your goal, in my opinion. 
I have no legal right to say that. I guess I have to say that. Like, this has just been my experience. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing that. So first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, this next topic makes me feel really American saying it for some reason. <laughs> well, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I'm glad you like my title. <laughs> yes. So defend your financial independence. Yes. So when we hear the word defend, it kind of strikes this like protective posture even in me when I hear it. Mm-hmm. But you have to defend your own future. No right. one else is going to do it for you. It, nobody else is going to get up tomorrow morning and make sure that your savings goes into that account mm-hmm. or make sure that you're progressing in your knowledge or make sure that you make wise choices with your money. As a matter of fact, most people mm-hmm. are great enablers. Let's oh, just yeah. be real. Even me. I am a horrible enabler when it comes to my friends um, and their decisions. But when it comes to myself, I don't need enablers. Mm-hmm. I have to defend my goals. And sometimes that means stepping away from situations. We've talked about it in the past. If you have a lot of debt and that's something that you're trying to tackle, maybe you need to step away from the computer. Or taking a, a break from, you know, the the friends that the group of friends that just likes to go out like every night of the week <laughs> mm-hmm. and just saying just exploring or just putting into practice, right, the, the, the benefit of just saying no. <laughs> yes. And sometimes maybe redirecting, because I know I've, I've been in that situation before where friends want to go do something. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, that's going to kill my budget. Mm-hmm. And when I've suggested, hey, what if we went and did this instead? Almost every time my friends are happy to go do whatever it was that I suggested right. um, because, you know, they're probably got budgets, too. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, that like I'm a big picnic person. So mm-hmm. I would rather pack a lunch and go to a nice location, go hiking, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of those ways that I've redirected in that. But you, it's OK to just say, I'm sorry tonight. I just want to stay in yep. and, and just learn to be content to say no from time to time. Definitely. I think I didn't I didn't really learn to feel comfortable with the no until I was in my 30s. I wish I had learned it sooner because I could have saved myself a lot of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Something that I've kind of done from time to time and actually most of the time it's not even uh, consciously is having or whenever I go to the grocery store, just uh, buying some things that I can have some people over and mm-hmm. invite them to to you know kind of certain items and with that you know kind of like what you just said you know if there's a time when there's people that are going out and I know that it's over my budget and I really shouldn't then I can just say hey I've got this and this and this at the house like let's just go back and mm-hmm. we can all just have fun because hey I already bought it it's already in the budget so yes done. and that's that's to me those are the best kind of times to spend with your friends anyway but I'm a little partial to that <laughs> um, another thing that is a like man, to me, this is like a death knell to financial decisions is emotions. Mm. I mean, how many times have we seen emotional decisions be made that our clients regretted? True. How many times in the room do they say, I knew I didn't need to do that, but man, I just couldn't help myself. I sold out in 2008. I sold out last year. I sold out Mm. this year. Those emotional decisions when it comes to our investments are bad, but also in every other aspect. How many people buy a car because they love the car, but they really couldn't afford it? But they liked that high, uh, that that feeling of that newness or that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, man, whenever you say that, I immediately think of that that police officer that mm -hmm. every time that he would have a bad day right at at, on the job, just go and trade in his car, trade in his car or truck, technically. Right. Yep. And he ended up with a car payment that rivals my mortgage. And, and that can happen, especially when you have stress. A lot of people spending is where they go or they, for me, I will say when our family is busier, 
it's easier for me to make the decision to go eat out. Mm-hmm. And I have a large family. So for us to eat out is not cheap. But I noticed that pattern in myself. So one of the things I've had to do is when I'm grocery shopping, I think about what's coming up the next week Mm -hmm. and I plan ahead for the meals and I go ahead and do a lot of the prep work on the weekend to help myself not be in a panic for dinner time because that's like Mm -hmm. the bane of my existence. Apparently, you have to feed your children every (laughs) single day of the week, which, you know, whatever. And multiple Um, times a day. (laughs) Yes. Um, So uh, setting yourself up in advance to prepare for those emotional decisions Mm -hmm. can really help keep you on track. And, you know, when it comes to your finance, it's about having a plan right you know when it comes to your day-to-day other things you've got to kind of anticipate who you are know who you are yeah. and plan ahead for because it because here's here's the thing i don't even blame that guy right like he's mm-hmm. in a very high stress job yes so it's just understandable that okay the, he needs to have some sort of coping mechanism to be able to kind of get up the next day and just be excited about uh facing whatever he's going to face but there could have been some healthy methods to deal with that stress mm-hmm. that didn't require him to trade in his truck and that's what we're talking about about for you guys is finding mm-hmm. those things that are not going to derail your plans that can help you deal with those stresses. Yeah, because you got to think in the long run, right? How having that higher payment. monthly payment just added to the stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the last part of defending your financial independence is eliminating distractions. So again, this goes back to that focus thing that I mentioned earlier. If you find that certain circumstances often trip you up, then go ahead and just find ways to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my big one is shopping online. Amazon takes all of my money, I feel like. <laughs> um, so one of the things I had to do when I was trying to rein my, sh- my spending back in was I had to take my card information off of the Amazon site mm-hmm. so that I had to go through the process of physically entering the card information. The other thing I did in addition to that was I told myself I can put it in the cart, but I can't buy it for 48 hours. Mm. So it gets me past the emotional decision making. Right. If I still wanted it after 48 hours, then we could go. But I had you know, purchased a bed frame one night in the you know, middle of the night because I felt like I needed it and mm. regretted it. So you know, <laughs> do things to eliminate those distractions as much as you can. Yes. Okay. So here's, I guess, our two cents on things, right? Mm -hmm. So we believe everyone has a right to be financially independent. Yes. But just like our country's independence, the journey will take hard work and decisive action. And the reality is independence isn't a destination or an end goal. There's not a moment, I don't believe, based on what I've seen, where you're going to sit down and go, man, I'm there. Mm -hmm. But it's more of a continuous pursuit of what matters to you. So you can get to a point where you go, I've got this tackled, so I'm going to move on to my next thing. Mm -hmm. And you can build your confidence as you go in that process. Um, So it is achievable to feel confident in your finances, which is really what that is, Mm -hmm. what we're seeking for you. True. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Sense. That's our two cents on financial independence. Join us on our next episode when we talk about managing money stress. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.